Hello and welcome to the City on the Hill podcast. My name is Will Crawford and I'd like to thank you for tuning in to listen today. Matthew chapter 5 verse 14 tells us that you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. My prayer is that through this message, you will be equipped and encouraged to let God's light shine out for the glory of his kingdom. Enjoy. Oh, years ago, um, I used to go on holiday with uh, with the family to a lovely little village uh, called Port Patrick, a small town, I guess, uh, in southwest Scotland. I remember about 40 minutes down the coast, I should think, there was this beautiful, beautiful botanical garden. I remember the couple of times we used to go, oh, it's just, I, oh, it, it, it's a myriad of sound and color and light and just, ah, oh, it, it's the most incredible place. I remember I used to just get lost for hours charging about and uh, running down the paths and you know, <laughs> messing around with my brother and you know all the craft activities and everything that was around. It was just it was such a good time actually. But I never ten ten year old me was <laughs> too busy running around and having fun to really stop and consider um how the garden came to be, I guess. Never stop to look underneath and think, yeah, how was this garden made? How was it created? I mean, I was aware that there had to be someone, but I guess I never really thought about the implications of that. And recently, over the last six months, um, I found myself looking back at my past um, at the last few years and everything that's been going on um, you know it's been a lot happening if I can put it that way and I just found myself asking what what do I see when I look back because well, I guess I have two options, really. I can choose to either look at the stuff that didn't go so well, which is what I previously done. Um, you know, I, I had some unhappy times, if I can put it that way. Or I can look at what God was doing during that time, at the good that happened. Because no matter how much things seem to be going wrong or you know no matter how far God seemed he was always there sure it sometimes took me a while to realize but he never left me he never abandoned me during those times what I saw when I looked back was rather than God turning away and walking off I saw God walking towards me and I saw him pick me up and carry me into his garden to plant me in good soil in a place where I could grow, be developed, be nurtured. 
I look back and I realize that although for many years, you know, I, I grew up as a Christian, you know, in many ways, that's the only life I've ever known. But in so many ways, I'm one of the engrafted branches that Paul talks about in Romans 11. And that's awesome. <laughs> if you think about it. Because for so many years, I was so far from God. <sighs> yeah, I went to church and I kind of sort of believed, but I didn't know God. I didn't have that relationship with him. But even though I didn't have that, even though I didn't go looking for him, he still chose me. He still brought me out of where I had been and and brought me into his plans, into his garden, into the body of Christ. I think there was one particular afternoon where that changed and suddenly I found myself in that garden. I remember, God, it must have been about two and a half years ago now. I got invited to a worship afternoon after church. Um, this is not something I, I I would usually go to. Um, so it was, I, I, yeah, I, I was a bit apprehensive, but I, I didn't quite know what to expect, to be honest with you. And in the months leading up to this worship afternoon, I remember I had been thinking a lot about um, two specific individuals who had really hurt me uh, years earlier. I mean, this was like six years earlier at this point. Um, but it got to the point where every time I start started to think about them, I would quite literally start shaking with anger and rage at everything they had done to me and those around me as well. And as we sat in that room and, you know, as we were worshipping and having time of fellowship with one another, I, I, I started to think about them again. And as I did, that's the first time I have really heard God, really heard his voice. And he just said, this doesn't belong to you. You shouldn't have to hold on to this. You don't have to hold on to this. Give it over to me and be free of it. That afternoon, it felt like God picked me up and he said, I've chosen you. Now you're ready to start living for me. It was at that point that a door opened and my life honestly changed forever. From that point, God really brought me into his foundations, into his nourishment. The soil he planted me in from that day forward was amazing and it was good. And God, he wants nothing more than to bring us into that place with him, to bring us into that garden. Starting as a single seed, a seedling just sprouting, beginning of a journey as described in Luke with the parable of the sower. He raises us up. He nurtures us to so that we might be fruitful. 
so that we might have a harvest a hundredfold. He walks outside the walls of his garden. He finds us, he seeks us out, he picks us up and he brings us into his salvation, his fortress, his security. During that time for me, during those tough years, God gave me protection and he showed me incredible grace even though I really didn't look for it. Even though I didn't see it. God didn't do it for me to see at that time. He did it because he knew what was coming. He knew that I would need it. During those storms, a gardener, he doesn't let them destroy what he's worked so hard to build up. At a word, Jesus calmed raging seas. At a word, God split the Red Sea in two to save his people from certain death. Whether we like it or not, whether we see it or not, God is there. Never abandons us, he never leaves us, he never forsakes us. Look at Israel for a perfect example. So many times they turned away. So many times it appeared that God had turned away as well. But he was always there. He was just waiting. Waiting for Israel to come running back to him. He did some amazing things in the name of protecting Israel. He saved the entire nation through one man being sold into slavery. (laughs) I mean, it's the stuff that he did in Genesis and still in our lives today. It's just, it's phenomenal. It's absolutely incredible. And sometimes we have to weather those storms. Joseph was thrown in prison when he was in Israel for no fault of his own. The Israelites wandered in the desert for 40 years. But During those times, we need to seek the voice that is calling us from the wilderness. Modern day world is pretty far removed from from God, from everything he wants for us, from everything he has planned for us. It's our job to chase down the voice that is calling to us beckoning us to come closer. All of us walk the same road, in a way. We are all a part of this world. But there is a voice calling us as we walk down that road. It's calling us to veer off the path that the world wants us to walk down and come and find the well of living water that's out in the wilderness. God just wants us to come and find him because he will be right there, right there waiting for us always. And the wilderness is a trial. It's not easy. But 
as Paul says in Romans, trials produce perseverance. Perseverance, character. And character produces hope. (laughs) That hope is a belief in everything that God can do. That hope is something that is truly foundational to our lives, something that we can really build off of. And his yoke is easy and his burden is light. In that framework, we prosper. Think about the gardens. What would happen if there were no gardeners there? What would happen if they weren't working to maintain the boundaries, to prune the trees, to build the fences, put the trellises into place, tie everything up to canes, all of it? What would happen? It would fall apart. The beauty and the wonder of that place would just, it would be lost. It would be gone. That framework, it might look restrictive, but it's for such good reason. The same thing applies to our lives as Christians. So often people looking in from the outside can think, oh, it looks dull, it looks boring, it looks restrictive. But man, if you knew, if only you knew what that framework brings, the freedom, the joy, all those chains that the world throws around our shoulders, that the enemy throws around our shoulders, that we throw around ourselves. God removes those and replaces them with a spirit of love and joy and peace. Again, His yoke is easy and his burden is light. So what's our part in all of this? Where do we come in? Only relationship, only relationship can bring growth in the way that God intended for us. Sure, I mean, I I can recite one prayer a day from a prayer book or sit through a sermon and some worship every Sunday at church. But that's not relationship. That is religion. All the way back in Genesis, in the Garden of Eden... God created man for relationship. He didn't want us to be soulless husks that just could do nothing but praise him. He wanted us to choose because he knew the importance of that relationship. The growth that we would accomplish through that. God created man for relationship and it is through that relationship that we draw close to the Father. It is through that relationship that we find everything good that he has for us. 
the blessings, the eternal riches that he just wants to pour out over us because he loves us so incredibly much. And in the way of that, religion is a stumbling block, an obstacle that (laughs) causes us to fall. Something that Jesus made only too clear to the Pharisees. In everything, our striving must be towards God first. Our focus, our attention, the way we live our lives, it should all just be with God forefront and centre. At the end of the day, we're like, we're like vines stretching up, reaching to the sun. God gave us his word, his incredible word, as a framework. Something off of which we can work. Something through which we can achieve new heights. That framework that's true freedom <laughs> the freedom to achieve our our best the freedom to achieve everything that we could possibly be but god doesn't stop there god never stops there <laughs> John 15, 1-2 I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. There are areas in all of us that need pruning and cutting back. I have stuff in my life that I'm not so proud of. But what does God say? God says I don't have to live with that. God says that if it doesn't bear fruit, he can cut it away. He can remove it from me because he knows that it just serves to hold me back. I don't want to be living with dead weight, branches that produce nothing and only serve to hold me back. I can't afford to do that. God doesn't want me to do that either. He doesn't want me to sit there way back from everything he has planned for me because of stuff in my life that I either don't want to let go of and that or is just hanging off of me. Stuff that I just don't need. I want the reason why those branches bend to be because 
God brings so much fruit that I can barely stand. I want his works to be so evident that uh, it does nothing but show his glory. I just want God to use me. I just want God to use you. All of us. We are God's representatives here on earth. Oh, man, we, man, do we need to start living like it? <laughs> and in God, we find our purpose. We find our identity. And frankly, life is too short to let dead weight get in the way of that. I've been given a role, a purpose, a task, as have all of us. The voice in the wilderness is calling. It's time we went and answered. Father, I thank you that you are just, you're the gardener for us. You work tirelessly without ceasing to bring out the best in us, <laughs> to refine us, to work on us, to make us the best that we can be. Father, while we don't always get it right, I thank you that that doesn't matter to you. Because you know, and we know your incredible love for us. Father, I pray that you never stop working on us. I pray that you just unlock door after door after door and just open the way that we might walk with you and in you and you in us into the astounding riches of your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much for listening and I hope you have a wonderful few days. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Amen.